listening to the Business Building Rockstar Sessions with your host, Nicole Holland. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Business Building Rockstar Sessions. Today's episode is a clip from an upcoming Business Building Rockstar Summit 2016 session. I hope to whet your appetite with this and that you'll want to come hang out with us for the live event November 1st to 10th, where I'm bringing together business building rock stars from all over the world to teach about some of their favorite business building strategies and how you can apply them to your own business right away. Let's listen in to today's episode now. Hey there, welcome to the second annual Business Building Rockstar Summit. I'm your host, Nicole Holland, and I'm thrilled to have you joining us for this incredible value-packed 10-day online event where I've brought together top industry leaders who I personally respect and admire to share about some of their favorite business building strategies in order to help you build your business like a rock star. Rob Walsh is with us today, and he's the Vice President of Podcaster Relations for Lipson and was recently inducted into the Podcasting Hall of Fame. Prior to joining Lipson in 2007, he was president and founder of Podcast 411, and he co-authored the book, Tricks of the Podcasting Masters, which has received rave reviews. And according to the book, Podcasting for Dummies, Rob is considered to be the fifth most influential person in podcasting. Rob's consulted on podcasting for countless influencers, including Jack Welsh, Tim Ferriss, the Sacramento Kings, U.S. Senators, Governors, Bill Richardson, Dr. Mark Hyman, and the list goes on and on. He's also a monthly columnist for Podertainment, the podcast magazine, and, and was the chair of Education and Outreach Committee for the Association of Downloadable Media. It is an absolute treat to have Rob here on the summit to talk about how to use podcasting to build a rockin' biz. Rob Walsh, welcome. Nicole, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So podcasting, um, let's start with what the heck is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, I give a really simple definition. Uh, podcasting is it's audio or video content where, now here's where it gets a little difficult. You have an RSS feed and you're submitted into iTunes. Now the RSS feed is nothing more than a treasure map that tells the internet where to find your, your audio or video content. And it can even be PDFs. And you need to be in iTunes. You're not in, if you're not in iTunes, you're not a podcast. And people go, oh, that don't, why do you say that? Because it's just not iTunes when you submit to iTunes. When you submit to iTunes, you're also an Overcast, Instacast, Downcast, Podkicker, all these other third-party aggregator apps pull their directories from iTunes directory. So you really need to be into iTunes. So basically then podcasting is getting content out in all these different ways seamlessly by putting it in one format or, or putting right. it in one place, like putting it on Libsyn, for example, which would be a host. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it goes out to all different kinds of places. Right. And, and, and it's just not iTunes. Eventually, I mean, if you use Libsyn to its fullest, you also get into iHeartRadio, into Spotify, to Google Play Music, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, a lot of other places. As a matter of fact, any place you can listen to audio pretty much today other than Pandora is supporting podcasting. So we like to say if you host with Libsyn, you can have your podcast everywhere but Pandora. And, and that's what you want for your audience. You don't want to try to tell your audience go here or go there to get my content. You want your audience to find your content where they're at. So, 
And let's talk about relevancy because we're talking throughout the summit about different ways of marketing, different ways of getting your message out, different ways to connect with your ideal clients. Why is podcasting, in your opinion, I'm guessing it's the best. In my opinion, mm -hmm. it, it really kind of is. I'm, I'm learning a lot fast. Mm -hmm. And why is that? What's the opportunity there? Well, podcasting offers the most intimate of mediums. So why it works so well is most people, when they listen to a podcast, they're listening with these earbuds in, you know, they're, they're listening to this and we listen in 3D. And when you have two earbuds in, guess where that person is in the middle of your head. So that's the beauty of podcasting. It's the ability to listen in 3D. Um, and you don't get that when you're watching a video, the video is in front of you. It's disconnect. When you're reading a blog, there's a disconnect. It's something there but it's not in your head. Podcasting literally gets in your clients' heads. And that builds a great relationship, um, which, you know, it can be also create a very bad relationship if you don't do it well. <laughs> so you have to do podcasting well if you want to really work it. Great. So what are those elements that make, that differentiate a good or great podcast from one that is not doing a good job? value to the listener. I think one of the biggest mistakes podcasters make is they think they can rattle off a hundred interviews in a five hour period and not edit and just throw it out there to the listeners. And that's going to be received. Well, it's not, you need to, as a podcaster, put time in. If you want your show to really grow, to be one of the big ones, you can't spend an hour and 10 minutes on an hour podcast. You have to spend a lot more time on it. You have to edit. You have to learn how to edit. You have to research. You have to offer value, too, to your listeners. It, it, it needs to make more sense for them to spend that time with you than they would have going out other places to get that information. So offering value and some entertainment, if you can work that in, is really what the big shows have, have done best. If you look at Tim Ferriss's podcast, it's not just about having really cool guests, but it's their insightfulness, the humor, what Tim brings to the table with his personality that separates him from a lot of others. The same with Joe Rogan. That's what separates them. Um, so look at those two shows as a really good examples of what to do. Awesome. And I like that you mentioned the sound quality because that was something that I really didn't understand when I started. And I've had people reach out and they're like, hey, your sound is a lot better on this episode than this episode. And I'm like, yeah, because I, I mean, I cared. I always cared, but I didn't know. And I think that's something too to keep in mind. Um, and please tell me if you agree or not. But when you start, wherever you start, you're not going to be perfect, but starting and then assessing and always listening to what the feedback is, but, but also listening yourself and saying, what am I doing really well and what can improve and not getting stuck in, well, this is what I decided to do. This is what I'm doing and be immovable or inconsiderate. Like you said, like spending 10 minutes on throwing it together, like you have to, you have to want to grow and better yourself and not just that you're putting out content and leaving it at that, right? I mean, I literally heard a podcast one time where the person said, there was a, at the door, and the person goes, hold on a second, I'll be right back. And he walked away for five minutes, and he's talking to this person off, you know, off mic, and you can hear them, and you know, it's like, wah, 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 and then he finally comes back, okay, I'm back. You know, that was a good place for an edit. 
you know, cut that out. Um, the other beauty of podcasting is it's not live. So you can edit yourself to make yourself sound good. And if your goal as a podcaster is to interview people who are then going to recommend that interview to their people, you want to interview, you want to edit them, make them sound brilliant. If someone comes on your show and they're a blogger and they're not used to talking and they say, um, 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 you know, you know, you know, all the time. And then they listen to the interview and they think they sound like an idiot. They're not going to promote that interview. But if you edit them and make them sound better than they've ever sounded, not only are they going to promote it, they're going to put a link on their main page of their site. They're going to tell all their friends. They're going to talk about that interview for years. So take some time, edit it, make, clean up your guests, make your guests sound good, make yourself sound good. Um, I always joke, I go, I can make George W. sound like Obama with editing. You can do that with editing. That's great. I'm so glad you bring that up because, again, one of those things I didn't know when I got started and I quickly figured out, like, I sound like an idiot. And I'm not an idiot, but I sound like an idiot sometimes. And it's like, also, I really care about my guests. And if somebody, again, sounds like an idiot, they're not an idiot, but maybe sometimes we, we say things in the context or what have you. And it's like, that doesn't need to be in there. So I love that you bring that up. And for anybody who starts podcasting, please, if nothing else, take that away. You're positioning your expert. You're positioning the, the guest. And even if you're starting out interviewing people who maybe aren't Tim Ferriss, you know, or who are kind of at your level or you're just getting started, make them seem like rock stars, make them sound like rock stars, and it will position you as a rock star, yeah? Yeah. One of the biggest mistakes I see people do that do the interview podcast is they don't research who they're interviewing. I see that all the time. I mean, I'll have people interview me and they'll get the name of the company I work for wrong. They, they won't know any of the podcasts I'm on. And it's just funny. It's like, okay. And then, and then the other big one is they have a list of 10 questions and they stick those 10 questions. And sometimes they even send them out ahead of time and they won't follow up. So you'll say something which was a, a natural place for them to follow up and they don't follow up. And it's like, okay, that was a brilliant point to follow up. Follow up. Um, and as an interviewer, Remember, you can edit non-linearly. So maybe you do an interview with someone and you thought at the end of the interview, oh man, I wish I had followed up on this. Follow up at the end, edit it back to where it should have been, and you'll sound like a brilliant interviewer and, and the, nobody but the guest will ever know and, they will, and they'll think you're, you're a brilliant editor for doing it. So take your time, remember it's not live and edit and, and then have fun when you do your podcast. Don't, don't be all stoic. I mean, people get so uptight and don't worry about the sound of your voice as you know I, I have yet to meet a podcast that goes oh I really like the sound of my voice but yet at the same time they're all saying hey everyone listen to the voice that I don't like so I don't know what that says about podcasts a little bit of narcissism there <laughs> that's awesome Awesome. Okay. So what are some of the other, like, ooh, ooh, don't do that. What are some other mistakes that you commonly see, especially podcasters starting out making? Two big ones. One is they don't get started. They they're like, I got to get 10 episodes in the can and they, they become what we call pre-faders. They never, ever get enough content out. Um, just start doing it. All right, so that was just a short clip from our session 
during Business Building Rockstar Summit 2016. If you got value from that clip, I hope you'll head on over to bbrsummit.com to sign up for free for your past to hear the entire session as well as all of the other general sessions to help you build your business like a rock star. We've got amazing, amazing rock star speakers, and I know that you're going to get so much value out of it. So again, bbrsummit.com. Head on over, grab your free ticket. Until tomorrow really blown my mind. You've really blown the lid off of all of my expectations. I knew that anything you would do would have high integrity and lots of great, amazing content. If I know anything about what you bring to the table, I know that this year is going to floor everyone and I can't wait. The Business Building Rockstar Summit really became a part of my everyday business, it became such an addiction. It was something that I'm using right now and something that I'm seeing results from immediately. I am so excited for BBRS 2016. This year is gonna be even bigger, even better, and I know that it's gonna make my business explode. I had a whole year to stew about everything that I learned last year, and now I need to learn new tricks, and Nicole's gonna give them to me. I have to say that from the summit, it has given me a level of confidence and that push that I needed to really get started. I was hoping that I would get some strategies to help me to decide which route to take. And I certainly did get that and a lot more. I don't know how you can do any better in 2016, to be perfectly honest. I thought that was fantastic. I've never seen that before in any of the summits that I've invested in in the past. This really has been a fantastic experience. What I was most looking for was something that would kick my business in the butt. I really needed some concrete details. And so, yes, the summit did deliver that, absolutely. There's a lot of things that I got that I wouldn't have done or gotten around to anytime soon if I hadn't participated in the summit. BBRS 2016 is one of the best, if not the best place to be in 2016 when you're about building businesses online.